Today we talked to Devel. She had a podcast herself that was focused on understanding social anxiety. We discussed what it means, our relationships with our family, and overall how it ties and shapes us as people. You're listening to the Drunken Ramblings podcast, and I hope you like what you hear. Please support us by giving us a review and share on Spotify or on our social media. Thanks, and here's Devel. Let's go! <coughs> Hey guys, welcome to the Drunken Ramblings podcast where we meet interesting people from all walks of life and share stories over a beer or two or three or four. Hey, should I open the bottle of whiskey, guys? I'm Ernie. I'm Joel. And I'm Ivan. Listen to our show Neat on the Rocks, but best with good company. And now that we're all here, let's bring out the beer. Hello. Who has her own podcast that she doesn't really do anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that should be in past tense. Like yeah, head. past. Maybe you'll go back to it. Me, so my last episode, I did say like, look out for like stuff that's going to happen. Right. And that was like a year ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, I mean, the podcast is, I would say, I've heard it quite a few times. Like, mm-hmm. especially from local podcasters, they mention it. I think because you actually took the time to really do a good job and curate with the photos, writing a write-up with each episode and each cut. I feel like I'm listening to an episode. I don't want this to be an insult. It might be an insult to you, but <laughs> I feel like I'm watching Channel News Asia when I'm listening to it. Oh like no. when they're doing one of those. <laughs> it's not an insult. Like it's just so clean in a way. <laughs> and then okay. they cut you know nicely. exactly what you want to say. Yeah, kind of thing, like yeah. voiceover and then cut nicely to what the guy is saying. Uh, yeah, you know, so like before you started recording, like, I was just saying that like preparation <laughs> is key to all of the work that I do. And I like, I love scripting everything. I think um, because my background is like um, writing uh, I was a features writer before like I did all this other stuff and like I think I just really enjoyed the process of crafting that narrative mm. and like having other people's voices contribute to that narrative as well and crafting is the perfect word for your show actually. Mm. <sighs> yeah. yeah yeah it was a lot of work which is also why like I'm on hiatus because yeah it just, it just sure. wore me down <laughs> sounded like a lot of work yeah yeah but it was worth it you know like I, I really enjoyed Enjoy the the process of um, finding myself in those stories as well. Mm-hmm. So um, and I don't know. I guess like it, it's kind of like sappy to say it out loud, but like that's really like the whole idea of that project was like to figure out like what social anxiety was to me and like what it is to other people and trying to be okay with that. You mm. know, because uh, okay, yeah, for your listeners who don't know, like that was the theme of the podcast, like um, living with social anxiety, what it means in Singapore, and like how we. Can can learn to live with it and thrive with it so yeah it, it was a journey i enjoyed it for sure i think you did a good job yeah with a whole range of like different topics that i would say appealed to a lot of people for sure yeah yeah, yeah. i mean the demographic uh i think was mostly like young women but um it was nice to hear feedback from some of the, the male podcasters as well <laughs> they oh, tell me nice. like they listen so but yeah i never got any emails from men <laughs> it was always women mm. which is really nice yeah, like young 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 adults yeah mm. yeah so um some people like as young as like 16 who wow. reached out to me mm. which was really nice. nice yeah yeah i think Guys still don't talk about their feelings as much. Yeah, that's true. Regardless of what age. Yeah, regardless of (laughs) what age we're in. It's not a norm yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I I don't know. So many men are allergic to the word like feelings. It's just like what's the point? Like 
I, I think it was interesting um, talking to men on the show. And um, I have an episode with uh, the two guys from uh, Don't Mean to Dwell. I think mm. you guys know them. Mm. Um, so Nikolai and Bill. And they were just like really authentic and vulnerable with me when they talked about how like being stay-at-home parents was challenging you know mm. because their wives were like the ones bringing in like the main source of income and being expats here in Singapore at the time they just kind of had to make sense of their own masculinity in that context and it's really nice to you know have open and honest conversation mm. about that yeah, I, I think it's good that like even if men aren't sending me feedback, at least you know I'm getting men on the podcast as well, rather than just having like female voices all the time. Yeah, Although, definitely. Like, I mean, I'm all for like having female voices. <laughs> I think it's really nice to also build that like community of support. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look I, at me. I'm still talking like it's a present tense kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't need to be over. Yeah, yeah, I do miss it. Yeah, sorry. And I guess like uh, you found the answer to your question at the end of your podcast. Because looking at you now, it's like, I can't tell that you have social anxiety at all. <laughs> yeah. So you're speaking I'm, so I mean, well. And yeah, it could be why you stopped, right? I, I don't know. Well, um, I mean, I still get social anxiety. Like, I, I think it's not something that just goes away. I think... Um, in the first season of the podcast, I was really doing it for me. Like mm. I was trying to find um, that confidence in my own voice and to be okay with social anxiety. And like as I got to the second season, it was more about like figuring out like identity and how people could express that identity um, in a healthy way. You know, when people wrote to me with like actual questions to say like oh, I'm, I'm struggling with this problem or, you know, I don't really know how to handle it. Like, can you teach me? And I was like, I'm not equipped to do that. Mm. Like, I'm, I am no counsellor. I'm not a therapist. Actually, can you share what is social anxiety? Like, I myself, uh, I don't really know what's the term social anxiety. Is it just you're just afraid to talk to people? You feel scared or? Um, okay, it's not so much of the talking, mm -hmm. but... It's a constant fear of being judged by other people. Okay. So you're hyper-vigilant about the way that people perceive you. Mm. And you're always worried that everything that you do or say is going to be perceived negatively. Mm. Yeah. And this is an illness, right? Um, it can be a disorder. Mm. But I mean, in ordinary people, people can have social anxiety like mm. in, in bursts or in specific situations. And so for mm. me, I wouldn't say that it's a full-fledged disorder because I can still go out mm. and, and do things and talk to people. You're not crippled I'm not it, in a completely sense. crippled yeah. by it, although it has, you know, affected my choices. Okay. And okay. similarly, you know, if you don't have like anxiety disorder, but you experience anxiety, that mm. can also impact the decisions that you make. Mm. Could yeah. you like give an example? Let's say when you were younger, right? And you say you experienced a lot of social anxiety. Like what kind of things going through your mind no, okay, like, oh. so so I'll, I'll give you an example that like helps to illustrate because I think um, this is something that people don't really understand, right? Mm. And, and up till now, like it sounds really weird to other people. I've never gotten someone who's like, "Oh yeah, I get that," you know. So when I was in kindergarten, um, you know, you always have playtime, yep. you know, and, and you go to the playground and you have toys or like blocks on the side and like kids just go wild because that's the only time that they don't have to sit down and pay attention. So, you know, all of my classmates would go and like play and I would always just stand in the corner. By yourself? And I would just watch. Oh. 
Yeah, so I'd watch people play. And then my teacher's always like, you know, why don't you just go? And sometimes, like, the nice kids, they'd be like, you know, come and play with us. Mm. And I would just be like, no, no, thank you. And I wasn't scared of the kids, but I was scared of playing in the wrong way that would, like, attract their, like, judgment. You actually remember this? Like, even when you were still in kindergarten, like, you were still so young, but you remember this scene? I remember just standing there. So I don't remember what my friends were like. Mm. They were probably very nice, but to me, they were all, like, scary and like horrible people yeah basically out to laugh at me and yeah i just i don't remember playing at all did this grow on you like when you went to primary school secondary school university Uh, yes Uh, i I think when i was in primary school that was still a very big thing where i just didn't know how to make friends because like i never knew what to say Mm -hmm. and i always thought that like it would be weird and people wouldn't like me approaching them and it was just easier to keep to myself but Mm. the good thing was that i have really really like nice friends around me who just adopted me and that that has <laughs> like been the way that i made friends this whole time where like you always have someone who's really extroverted who's just like okay you are mine now yeah. and i'm just like oh i guess so and then you know i'm like the robin to their batman for the rest of school yeah, yeah I, I saw i saw like a little meme of that like and uh, they say an extrovert an introvert don't really find friends it's the extroverts who adopt the introverts just waiting yeah. for the extrovert yeah, yeah, to adopt yeah. them yeah yeah no that's so true like all of my best friends have always been extroverts yeah, I want to ask also is being uh, is having social anxiety the same as being an super, a super introvert for example no no so mm. when, when we talk about extroversion and introversion that's about like how we energize ourselves mm. so extroverts draw energy from people Introverts draw energy from being by themselves. Mm. So uh, you can be introverted, but very, very socially competent. You can be introverted, but not afraid of like how people perceive you. Mm. And okay. the introverts that are most comfortable with themselves who don't have social anxiety, but will be the ones who will be totally okay with like just telling you, no, I'm not free. I'm going to go and have a coffee with myself. Mm. And yeah, the ones who have social anxiety will probably try to make up a lot more excuses for that. So it's worlds apart. Mm. It's different. And it's, it's completely different. different. It's different. But I mean, there are overlaps. Mm. There's also lots of extroverts who have social anxiety. There's a lot of what? Sorry. Extroverts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, the way when you're describing all these things, I'm just thinking about everyone in my life. Like mm. the way you describe social anxiety, I, I'm like... Oh. I'm surrounded with social anxiety. Everyone seems to have some form of social anxiety. Yeah. It's true, yeah. it's true. And when I do those pop-up events, like people always come in and they're like, ah, not me, you know, I'm just here to like take a break. And then as we share more, they're like, oh, actually, yeah, I do think about like what people think when mm. I say this or yeah. do this. I'm like, that's social anxiety. Like, isn't it normal for actually people to think, like to care about what other people think of them? Like, I think yeah. all of us feel that way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's a natural thing to do. Mm. It's just when it kind of interferes with how you would want to live your life. Yeah, I mean, I go back to the kindergarten example. Mm. I don't think I didn't want to play. I was just too scared to. So because you're fearing that judgment, it impedes you from doing the things that you want to do or that you care about. Oh, that's interesting. Ivan, you got social anxiety, no? Yeah, so like listening (laughs) to you, I was like thinking like, because in office, I really don't want to make anyone unhappy. Actually, even with friends or so. So in office, I'm always like the... I just try to please people. So I'm always like, hi, auntie, how are you? <laughs> and I always go to the lady boss. Killer, hey, hey, you hey, you lady killer. <laughs> hey, auntie, okay. Uh, this, this kind of things. Like, I just like try to, I butt up to everyone, every single senior person. It's not because I want the promotion. Like, no, I, I don't want promotion. You want to promote me? No, I don't, <laughs> I don't want more work. 
<laughs> but I just don't want people to be angry at me. Or I don't want to upset people. And when I upset, or when I think I upset people, I'll be very affected. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, so yeah, I think I have a bit of social anxiety. I think I'm the opposite. Ernie is the yeah. he's he the introvert that fact. has no social. I'm introvert, yeah. but I'm opposite in he that sense. He has no social yeah. anxiety. He's willing to like tell you like, sorry, I don't want to hang out. I just want to have coffee alone. Yeah, he's, that's he's great kind of though. Guy. That's very healthy. Like you, mm. you draw good boundaries. Yes, for mm. sure. But yeah. then it makes me very. I feel sometimes I struggle to empathize with people because <laughs> 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 I don't see why it's so challenging to say no to a friend, for example. Yeah. And then, but then, yeah, I'm surrounded by it, so I'm trying yeah, probably to be an out- understanding. You're probably an outlier, like right? I mean, most of your peers are like like that one, right? Everyone is like that. Yeah. Everyone I know is like that. Like Paisi, <laughs> I don't do. Ra- I very rarely meet people who are just cool with it. I yeah. think it's it's um, dependent on the culture as mm. well. And I think in Singapore and most Asian places, it's a lot about saving face as mm. well. Yeah. So, you know, some of it may be like intrinsic to like your character, but a lot of it is also expectations of like society and how you're supposed to act, you know, what's the Family, right, like, you know, your decorum, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I think Joel would be extrovert, but no social anxiety. That's the thing. People think I'm extroverted, but I am not. So when you talk about energy, right? Like I get drained also when I talk to people. Uh, it's just I like to I like to talk to people. I like to make new friends. But after all, I just feel like oh, okay, I need my own time, kind of thing. So that's one big sign that I'm an extrovert, uh, introvert, right? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Would you say you're an introvert as well? Also? I am hundred percent an introvert. So but I, can I, you you can actually mix, right? Yes, yes. There are some people who at times draw energy from other people and other times don't. So they call those ambiverts, I believe. Um, um, ambiverts? Yeah, like ambivert. Like, like, amb- like, 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 like your you you change according to the ambience. So oh. for example now you're introvert, you drink alcohol, boom, extrovert. Uh, you're ambivert. That's also. not ambience. <laughs> 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 Alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. That seems like a more appropriate term. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that that's actually a challenging thing with like me and you know, like I mentioned, my, my best friends, mm. some of them are extroverts. So in university, one of my best friends always called me out because I'd be like, oh, I'm not free right now. And then I'd be in a different corner of school, like studying uh-huh. by myself. And she's like, oh, why you never come and join me? <laughs> I'm in the library. Come now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, and, and we actually had to have a conversation about that. So the other thing that like is really important in the advocacy work that I try mm. to do is to encourage people to just, yeah, to talk about it, to communicate like the challenges that you're facing. Because like, otherwise Ernie wouldn't know what Ivan's going through, right? And then like, he'd yeah. just be like, why is he being such a dick? Like, I'm yeah. just telling him what I don't want to <laughs> do. And like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. Do I not communicate with you? Let's say that, no, um, <laughs> for example, we, we, we know someone who is introverted or, or someone who has social anxiety. And every time we ask that person out, he doesn't want to go out. So do we, like when we want to help that person, do we keep asking him out to join us? Because... Maybe deep down he really wants to, but maybe he just know. But or uh, is there a difference between if he really don't want to join us and versus like social anxiety, he just wants more push to join? You know what I mean? Okay, so um, I think this is a, probably a more like difficult situation to mm. pass because you need to know, yeah, what is causing the person to not want to go out, right? So it could be like a myriad of things. Maybe, yeah, he's already had a long day of work and he's mm. tired. So maybe he's an introvert and he just wants to be by himself. It could also be something like depression where the person just, you know, 
can't get himself out to meet people it's just too hard and that's when you know more serious kinds of interventions mm. would be required and if the person is an introvert and you know they just need the time to themselves it would be nice to just ask like you know is there a time that would be convenient for you mm. you know rather than be like why aren't you coming out with us right now yeah 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 I think because yeah. all of us we all have that one friend you know every time we chill the person go out that person will say I'm not free lah or like I don't want to go out I just rather stay at home so in those kind of scenarios like do we keep wanting to ask a person out I'm, I'm sure also we, it can get very tiring for the person to keep persisting say that okay every time I ask you what you want to go out and like so what, what, are, what are your thoughts that do you think we should you know maybe he's suffering from something maybe we should still continue to ask him out even if he says no or well I think it also depends on how you're asking. Mm. So I think group chats are one thing that also gives people social anxiety because you have so many eyes on you when you reply, <laughs> right? And one thing that can ease that would be to, you know, just message the person on the side and ask, you know, like, hey, you know, I, I want to hang out with you. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. wonder how you're doing. This is a very nice way, like, not like every time never come without book. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the tone matters a lot. If it's accusatory, the person might not react to it so well. But again, I mean, it depends on what kind of person that is. You know, if there's it's somebody who's like a, I don't know, somebody who likes that kind of banter, then it might work as well. That's true. I think with bros it's a bit harder than with girlfriends because with girls you know you can say like hey I miss yeah. you like let's hang out but with guys it's a little bit harder yeah we can never oh, say to another guy hey, hey, I miss you eh. can we go or no, not nothing wrong with it <laughs> yeah, no, can you guys advocate for that because like come on like you guys need to start like being able to communicate like that in order for like other people to feel comfortable to do that I don't know that's hard and the like, most woke people but I also feel like a lot of guys are sort of grown up with the idea that it's okay we, I mean we can kind of overcome things ourselves and then they kind of avoid doing that where they're like oh Ivan I need to talk to you I'm not feeling very happy today so has that ever yeah. happened like just among you guys like has there ever been like a time where you feel like hey you know I haven't seen Joel in a while like I want to hang out with him I mean I I, I do that <laughs> Okay. Like, I mean, I, I just reach out to people who I haven't seen for years just to catch up or just curious what they're doing or how yeah. they are. Mm. Um, that's something I do. I don't like oh, say I miss you or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> it's just coffee. I, I just do it my way. I'm yeah. here, coffee. But no. actually, I'm, I'm that, that type of guy. I'll be the one to say I miss you kind of thing. Like Ivan, you know, he just told us that he's flying off to... Switzerland next <laughs> Friday for a month. Nah. I mean, the first thing I say is, hey, I'm going to miss you, like, bro. What am I going to do without you? I cringe. Yeah, I hear yeah. that. I, like, I cringe. Like, yeah. like, don't say this kind of thing. <laughs> but so, why? Like, but why? Yeah, but why? I even like, accept my love. <laughs> it's accept just, my love. It's, it's weird to have affection from Joel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I love you. Okay, so, so what kind yeah. of what kind of like emotions would you prefer fr- from him if not affection? Like, hmm. Okay, oh, take care. Fuck <laughs> off. Like, okay, take it away. Yeah, just like, take care, have fun. I'll see you one week's time or one month's time. Affection too. Exactly. Mm. I, I guess when you outrightly say, "Oh, I'll miss you," and then like, "Oh, oh I'll think <laughs> about you," and then I'll be like, "Uh." Like <laughs> okay, then I then don't know. I just it just feels like it feels strange. Then I'm not used to the affection. You, you, sh- you struggle with wording. I feel yeah. a lot. It's something I realize, right? All the labels, the words. You expressing really myself yeah. and all that. So when I, of course, I struggle with expressing myself. So when I, when I receive expression, I also feel don't know I, sh- I struggle to react. To react. Yeah. And then when yeah. it's affection, yeah. then it's like. Ugh. So why is it okay, right, for girls to say, "Hey, I miss you. Let's hang out." 
versus a guy or me like say hey, I miss you I'm gonna miss you man Ooh. like why yeah, is it it's know. the way you say it lah you always you. like eh, I'm oh Ivan <laughs> okay okay but yeah, yeah. true text true text <laughs> uh, it's just like yeah, I'm gonna miss you leh but okay I, I know normal, normal, normal strange, guys right, don't but like, say I can see the then. discomfort <laughs> yeah his face is like just like what is going on why is there a difference between like a girl and a like girls saying it and guys saying it like why is there a difference I I don't can't think of a reason but yes, there is a discomfort when yeah. I hear it from. Maybe you should talk about it more and see a counselor and things like that. <laughs> talk <laughs> about yeah. it because yeah. of the societal norms kind of thing that I, men have to I think have it's just yeah, the familiarity with that language, like yeah. what Ernie mentioned earlier. You know, like we're so used to hearing it from specific types of people, whether or not it's like a specific gender or you know, like like people within like. A certain relationship, right? Mm. Like if your parents say that, then you're like, oh, okay, I guess so, you know. But then <laughs> if it's like your best friend is like, hmm, that doesn't feel as right because I'm not mm. used to it, you know. And and I think this can be a problem with men, especially if like they grow up not knowing how to like correct, process correct. those emotions, and a lot of times that leads to um, like restrictive like emotionality mm. where mm. the only way that you know how to express yourself is through aggression or like anger you know because uh, mm. you don't have that like vast expanse of like emotional words yep. in, in, within that lexicon that you're able to like deploy to articulate things that are much more complex you know wow you really articulate very well that like, makes me yeah. sound like I'm a, I'm a freaking idiot you know I try to like she's you know, a writer amazing <laughs> like you flow into such nice and it yeah. makes total sense but for me I'm trying to put a point like bringing words here and there like okay do you want to try to understand hope you understand my point kind of thing but <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I agree no, with what no, you perfect. say and it's like what Ernie said also like family are bringing matters a lot yeah. so for me I, maybe I'm so expressive like that because my dad Ever since, you know, we were always very young. My dad would say, I love you, son. And I love you, son. Aww. I miss you, kind of That's thing. That's rare. Yeah, yeah like, mm. which dad will actually tell the son, hey, son, I love you. Or, like, you know, I've text heard it even, once. even now. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, what Your was dad. that occasion? Like, yeah. were you, like, going to army? Going, no, I'm going uh, to school overseas. Oh. And then he, our dad say, I love you. Yeah, but just once, like, in my life. And how you react, <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> no, but the impact, the impact is huge, right? Because you've never heard it from yeah. him before. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, just break How down. You react? I mean, just cry along. Oh, you earn Do you feel like your relationship with your dad changed after that? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> he went overseas I, and had so, so much always, fun, he forgot all about it. <laughs> I always feel that my relationship with my dad, we communicate better on email. <laughs> That's fair. That's you fair. Know, like, he's more willing to express himself and talk, but then face to face, he's more like grunts. Mm. And just telling the me very what traditional do. Chinese, yeah, super yeah. traditional kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your entire life, but I don't give a shit. Said. You know, I'm, I'm still like, I'm, I'm 31, and I, I will still hug him in public. But yeah. then you don't see that often with adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm that kind. I don't really care. Yeah. No, but that's nice. I think it's so refreshing to be able to do that and yeah. and hearing about your dad as well, Joel. Like I think that's so wonderful. Yeah. Like Ivan, has your dad ever said, you know, I love mm. you before? Yeah, but it's a bit one-sided. I'm the one not saying it back, so I'm. Also, but your dad also expresses, I mean, his affection. Too, yeah, so, but, so, but like like you are, me, so you are the one. So you are yeah, the problem. I'm the terrible la. one. Like, like for <laughs> me, it's it, it's very strange to even hear it from my parents. Like, mm, okay, okay. Mm. Even for <laughs> your parents. Okay, bye, yeah. bye, 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 okay. bye, bye, mom. Like, hey, bye, bye. <laughs> yeah, quickly leave the home. Yeah. So okay, so yeah. so who do you say that to? Um, girlfriend. No, my mom. My mom, yeah, my mom. Okay. Mm. So what's different about like communicating with your mom versus your dad? Well, I'm a lot closer to my mom and I can share with her a lot more. For my dad is uh yeah, our relationship not so close, 
but ever since I moved out, it's been a lot better. So <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Okay. I, I guess yeah. it's also like what kind of relationship you want with you know your your, your loved ones. Like for me, you know, my dad did this for me. Like he said, I loved you to me since I was young. I want the same kind of relationship with my kids as well. Mm. You know, I want to openly say, "Hey, I love you." You know, like we hug and stuff. I want it to be that kind of normalized. Close. Yeah, I want to normalize that. That's a very yeah. good word. I know normalize that. You know, not afraid to express how we feel without being without feeling the the discrimination or like or people might think that you are very weird. Mm. Do you think your thing is like male and female? That's why like your mom. It's more normal for yeah. a girl to maybe, say. Maybe, right? maybe. I, yeah, actually, like, like, um, let's say if uh, my girlfriend says like, "Oh, BB miss you," then like, oh, okay, oh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you say like that also. <laughs> you must use it in a girly tone. You can't. Oh. <laughs> Ivan. But if my br- my bro, like my brother, comes to me and like, "Hey, Ivan, I miss you," then I'm like, "Oh, okay, oh, what's up? <laughs> hey, wait, what's happening? What's Something's yeah. wrong." So actually, your whole family oh. is all quite expressive, lah. Like, uh, my f- my family, no, no, my family is. Opposite is not expressive at all. At all, like we don't don't really share much with each other, except my mom. Okay, and maybe mm. that's where it comes from then, like this gender like understanding of expressing love. Mm. I guess because like in your family, maybe because you received it more from your mom, you associate that with like women. Mm. What about you, Davel? Like your upbringing, like were your parents also very close? Um, they share their affection. Well, my dad has always had a really good relationship with us. So my dad, um, he he's like super like intellectual and stuff. <laughs> but like mm. I think um, so back in the financial crisis, like he lost his job and mm. he started staying home a lot more. And that was really the time where we started building like a real relationship. And yeah, we so we we go running every because I still stay with my parents right now. Um, my dad and I go running every alternative alternate day together. And oh, that's like, nice. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Just yeah. me and my dad. And how far do you all run? About four km. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, my dad now runs less, but back in the day, he would still be able to do the four km mm. with me. But so so then we have breakfast together, and we we'll always have good conversations. So this, this is exactly what I want my relationship to be with my kids. Yeah, you know, so yeah, no, it's, it's nice. Yeah. It's yeah. really nice. Like Just my hearing about my it makes you feel like oh, I want that too, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, and I think it comes with a lot of um, acceptance. Like actually, um, I did an episode with my dad, and no. it. It's called like great expectations, I think. And I just had this really like open conversation with my dad about like what what did you think I was gonna grow up to be and like have I met those expectations? And that was actually the one episode that I did not script. Like we mm. just sat there with my nice one. And Nice yeah, episode. yeah. I I mean, it it was so moving even for me, you know, to to sit there with my dad and to have it all down on record. To oh, be that's like, so nice. And, and he told me like the only expectation I have of my kids is I want them to be happy. Mm, that's nice. And I was just like, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <sighs> I mean, I I think because of that, I was able to. Um, explore a lot more, like um, and be yourself, and be myself, yeah. and, and and do strange things like you know make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you must have a certain level of closeness enough to be able to do an episode like that. Yeah, because I and he was really re- real and yeah. genuine. Yeah, because I can't imagine doing it with any of my family members because it's it's very tough. And you must be will- very open and willing to share. So yeah, it must be uh, yeah. must have a level of closeness. I actually have a question. So this kind of relationships are are forged throughout the life. Like I mean, you guys grew up. Like your 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 father, you and your father were very close already since young. You guys forged such a close relationship already. But if you know, for example, if you guys didn't forge that relationship, is it possible to then create that relationship later on in life? 
Oh, for sure, for sure. Let's say for now, like for Ivan, you know, like uh, if you're not as close to your parents, like is it possible to be, to have that kind of same relationship, you know, as Tavelle and her dad? Do you think that you you can see that, or do you even want that? I uh, I am actually seeing it now. Like my uh, after moving out, my relationship with my dad improved so much that we we are our relationship has improved so much, mm-hmm. and you can say yes, it's actually oh, starting good. to head in that direction. Yeah. Nice. That's good. So that's good. Yeah. Actually, so it's never like too even late with my mom also, because mm. b- before I moved out, because we see each other every day, and then we see each other every day, we see each other's flaws, and then we get annoyed at each other's flaws, <laughs> and then we don't even want to see each other's face anymore because uh, we see each other every day. So like lunch and dinner is just like quickly move down my meal, and then like, okay, thank you, bye, and then like go back to your own room and hide. But now <laughs> when I go back on the weekends to see them, cause it's the only time I get to see them, so. The meals are quality time mm. with them, yeah. and the conversations are quality conversations because you you don't see them every day, so so you cherish you the time you have together. Yeah, you there's something to this, right? Mm. Like the whole distance st- makes yeah. the heart grow. Fun, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then now you are intentionally spending time with them, willingly spending time more. with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's different. Yeah. And to be fair, also like there's different love languages, like You know, it doesn't mean that I say I love you. It's the only way to show that I love you. We can't mm. uh, done through actions or so, right? Mm. Yeah, and I think a lot of the generational issues are precisely like to do with that. Mm. The fact that, you know, our parents' generation values acts of service, you mm. know, and, and we are more expressive. We like, or, or at least, you know, <laughs> some of us are more expressive mm. and, and we like those <laughs> words of affirmation and, and other yeah. things. Would you say our generation is very different from our parents' generation? 100%, man. Uh, it's like completely opposite, uh. They are the more conservative, more reserved. I would say majority. I won't say everybody, but more reserved. Whereas for us, we are more open. And I, I'm sure also our parents' generation, they can take a lot more hard knocks than us. I'm not saying for everybody, <laughs> la, but we are called the strawberry generation for a reason also. La. Like we, okay, not, not to flame anybody, la, mm-hmm. but our parents, they really like kind of don't mind working every single day, you know, just to put food on the table kind of thing. But for us, if, you know, if we take a bit of hardship, we may want to look for the easier path. You know, we want to quit find another thing to do that's why you know um, I gather from a lot of the, my parents privilege my, yeah. it's mm. privilege it's called privilege <laughs> but it's just different yeah. pretty on the hard outside school of hard knocks yeah. idea, but really. soft on the inside I, I mean like I guess I guess that's what our parents work hard for right that's why we are the strawberry generation because they work so hard they yeah, are able to bring man. us this are we? I thought it's the one after <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> stop I trying know, to exclude yourself strawberry says strawberry so only which year do you cut off the strawberry generation like <laughs> 1990 <laughs> what onwards next like to us <laughs> okay 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 you know, boomer after boomer is what uh, gen x gen well, x was like gen z gen y then strawberry then durian then papaya generation you all look at me like you're serious or what? <laughs> i thought you're serious okay, la, but i mean generally mm. i'm generally speaking that uh from what i see is that we don't really we can't really take as much hard knocks as, as our parents did mm. that's for sure I think Dif- maybe we also express our dissatisfaction more than our parents did like maybe our that's parents true. were miserable as shit just that like they kept it all in because it was that's like true. not the correct thing to do whereas now that we have like uh, and no labels for yeah, what they were going through exactly maybe it's we also just have like more choices now, being soft you know now you have more choices now you have more value systems from various cultures that we've incorporated into Singapore to make those decisions about how we want to live right mm. whereas like our parents were limited by their exposure to what they knew mm. and what they were taught by their parents all of them were doing the same thing that's why they weren't miserable they'd be like okay I'm d- everyone's doing it I'm doing right. it this Normalize is life uh. is and they just do it and work hard and then raise like, family 
Like if they were depressed, their neighbors were depressed, and they were all kind of like, okay, we're depressed. <laughs> That's together. how life is, and then <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> For I us, we like we see the whole world. Somewhat is true, I guess, <laughs> because it's kind of all normalized. It's just when we learn more, then we start to express more, right? Nowadays, mm. we're we're getting tattoos a big part of your journey. Oh yeah, so <laughs> for for those of our listeners, because you have very see, unique tattoos, right? Yeah, Thank you. for those of our users, kind of see, uh, Tavel actually has very nice tattoos, full bodied to Thank the legs you. also. Thank you. Yes. So it's all like dragon, oh, koi, <laughs> Buddha palm kind of thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> all about the full sleeves. No, I mean that that is a dream. That that is something that I've considered. But yeah, no. Um, why? I don't know. I guess one of the reasons why I started getting tattoos was. Maybe partially to do with like my social anxiety. That I was trying to figure out like who I was, mm-hmm. and sometimes it just helps when you put something down in ink, right? And then it's a reminder more for yourself than anything that you know this is a a part of who I am. This is a phase in life that I'm going through. So all of my tattoos kind of correspond to stories nice. that I'm trying to like remind myself of. Yeah. Did and you get the fear when um, you? your first tattoo you worry about what the public sees like oh i'll get oh this prejudice God, so much so when i went to university i already had a couple of tattoos and um in my first year i was just so determined to cover up all the time because mm-hmm. i didn't want people to think i wasn't serious about school mm. so uh yeah i would just work twice as hard because i told myself like i don't want people to think i'm just some alien who's like here to party <laughs> and like I, it took me so long to get over that when like I got to year three and I realized that I have friends because like I was in a very small faculty like mm. I did social sciences and like everyone becomes your friend at some point right and at that point when I was like yeah I'm in year three I think everybody knows what I'm capable of like mm. I don't I don't really need to like hide this part of who I am so mm. like yeah after that I just couldn't be bothered and then when I went into the media in my first job at magazines like everybody had tattoos and I was just oh. like oh, yeah I guess I fit in, fit here. in here I feel people have really moved past that prejudice now and yeah. also because like everybody has tattoos now so it's not a big deal but yeah when I was growing up like it, it was something that I thought a lot about especially because yeah of the social anxiety I was constantly thinking that people were not going to want to work with me mm. because of like the ink yeah and this is like probably something opposite of what a so- person who has social anxiety would do right actually because if they're so afraid of what people would see or determine or perceive them they wouldn't want to do anything to attract more attention is it or true true i think mm. it was part of the process of grounding myself you know mm. but it was a reminder mm. to yourself is it like a yeah yeah also i guess because like one of the things about social anxiety is like you just want to disappear right you mm. want to be in the background and i was in the background for so long that like I also felt that there was nothing distinct about me, right? So as as much as this was for myself, it was also to like tell myself that, okay, this is something unique about me. And I mean, it was a little bit superficial, I guess, mm. but it was like, you know, yeah, like maybe people won't remember like my very like, you know, like normal, like Chinese person face. <laughs> but like, yeah, like people know even like now is that it's like from uni or whatever. They're like, oh yeah, that was the girl with like the, the tattoos. tattoos yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can live with that. <laughs> At least I have a descriptor, you know. Anish, Joel, will you get, huh? will you I've get? actually always wanted to get, I always want by a two hunty already. <laughs> I really always want, I always wanted to get an armband, you know, uh-huh. like, um, nice. Oh, I freaking you love should do it. it. 
I don't. No, those, I, those wait, 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 I, I love kind. you know you know the 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 movie uh, Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's uh-huh. Twelve. You know Brad Pitt, his arm sleeve for oh, fucking nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, then he wear the shirt, the blazer, everything looks so suave. Oh, I, I I really want to do it, but <laughs> I scared. You should make I like scared. bucket list before thirty or something. Then get it. You know what I need. I need uh. someone to do it with me. How about you do it with me? <laughs> no, okay. For Both Ernie, of you. Ernie is just no telling point me, like, asking me, like, right? Because I really said, have. Yeah. <laughs> Ernie sure say yes one. He said, you're going to have <laughs> one more. <laughs> when are you going to have the new one? You say you're going to have a new no, one. I, I, I'm choosing someone else. I'm still looking for someone. Uh-huh. But you're going to have more. La. I mean, I got the feeling recently. <laughs> <I've been searching. laughs> so it's true. Like, she wants to get one tattoo. You want to have more and more. And like, more. I didn't think about it for quite a while. And then suddenly I just wanted mm. one and I've been looking. Oh, it's time. Oh, so when I left my job, I told myself, okay, this is a time for change. I'm going to nice. do things which I normally, Ivan doesn't usually do. Oh my God, yes, you should finally pierce your nipple. You said you want to do it at that time, right? Oh my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Pierce, <laughs> and then make sure big enough to put the bubble tea straw inside. <laughs> Ayo, what kind of, what kind of informi- like images no, that, do you have in your mind? That's actually useful that's, piercing. That's <laughs> Thank you. Okay, let's start with uh, step one. We go for tattoos first. Then the, the piercings can come later okay. if if they ever come. I'll think about it. But let's take one step at a time. Okay, tattoo. tattoo. Yeah. Will you do? Will you have a tattoo? I don't know. I've been. Uh, might be quite cool. Might be interesting. Uh, it will be damn cool, guys. I go do it. It will yeah. be like a, a good yolo thing. That I'll just like the go for it. The best moment to do it is when you're in Germany. Oh this God, is yeah, the moment now uh, where you left your job. You should you book one solo trip. Berlin, First time Berlin, in your Berlin life. Have, there's a lot of shops. Have a small one. That is just something to remind yourself. Like sh- I fucking did it. You know. Oh, what, what should I get? Like like, is the Japanese Whatever words like too cliche to or? As long as you can read them, I guess. Okay. But this will be a, such like, a wonderful you moment. You should ask people. It should it's be a personal like thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. What should the pre-tattoo person uh, be aware of before you go for it? What what tips would you give? Uh, don't scratch Don't scratch yeah. mm, Okay. I don't know why We're talking about tattoos On a podcast When literally Nobody can see you It's <laughs> <laughs> okay We'll take some yeah, photos we'll take It's okay <laughs> Yeah So but, uh, um, Yeah but, but But do it I think it's great Do it I'll do like a minimalistic one So it's Not so obvious yet Then yeah. I'll see how yeah. I feel about it Maybe start with like a dot like Yeah a just draw a line uh, uh, uh-huh. the, the play and pause button or Something like that you know oh, The kind yeah. of vibes mm. Very meaningful Okay yeah. okay Just the nipple <laughs> I can't tell if you're <laughs> But then again you know don't, don't let like social anxiety Like cause mm. you to get a tattoo That you don't actually want You know just because You're worried that like Your friends here will judge you If you don't Of course they will not see it <laughs> You'll feel be more confident Once you've done your tattoo Oh uh, yeah Right yeah. Mm. It's something Weirdly I, I enough Yes Like you feel a lot more confident Just care less Yeah, yeah. yeah You just care you less You feel more confident Because you care less In a way because mm. It might sound weird But like They can judge People can judge you And But then you can't really Do anything about it In a sense It's mm. it's just in your face No matter what And somehow That kind of frees you Maybe If that it's makes it's sense It's like a barrier That you've finally broken And then you realise that so all the fear you had or the expectations you were living up to weren't actually there I don't is know it, is it, would it be maybe, something you say? maybe yeah like now I know exactly what like I'm in control of the way that people perceive me in some mm. sense like and then I can deal with it the way that I want to you know mm. it's not fair she can put it in the words so much exactly that's why I look at her yeah. like how the hell do I mean, you do yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> phrase it so we're nicely. saying the same thing but then she just <laughs> <laughs> you flatter <laughs> me <laughs> it's like so in tune with your the emotions and like the thought behind that and everything you know why cause mm. she got tattoo you need to get one that's too that's why yeah, okay that must be it I, later I take my pen and pop 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> but before we end off, you have to tell us about a drunk story. If possible, yes. or yourself, or someone close to you, or any just any drunk story. It's just like something we're trying to build for our show. Oh man! <laughs> okay, I'm like okay. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you live, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I don't drink like I used to, but I haven't drank in a very very long time because I did very stupid things when I was a child and I drank. <laughs> mm. So hmm, stupid thing that I did when I was drunk. Uh, Doesn't need to be stupid. So I was in a club once. I think this was like rebel or something, and I was like super drunk, and like I saw my ex boyfriend from across like the room, and I started shouting. I can't remember what I was shouting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and and like the thing is, like we didn't end off badly. I just I don't know. I was in a mood to pick a fight or something. Oh my god! I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Ah. <laughs> and then like. <laughs> And it was so bad because like okay, so he's like really tall. He's like one eight whatever, and like I was in heels and like tipsy, and then I was just like shouting. He's like, "What?" And then I, for whatever reason, I tried to punch him. Oh my god! So oh, I took a swing, and it was the worst punch you could ever throw in like the existence ever. of humanity because I entirely missed his face. I was just like, "Woo!" <laughs> I was like, what is happening? I was spinning around and then like next thing I know I got thrown out because I was causing like a scene and it was very bad because my friends were like, Who's that? And oh I was my like, god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Nice, I love it. Good story. So yeah, different from what you portray today. <laughs> yeah, I was young. I was very young. I'm sorry. Oh, but I would be scared too, you know, like vulgarities, tattoo, punching, <laughs> wah, scared. You should have seen the way that I was walking. I was barely like stable, so I don't think he was afraid. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show. No, thank you for yeah. having me. Um, yeah, I have no podcast Nothing to, plug to sh- plug because I'm. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I I am still doing um my training for therapy. So if anyone needs like oh, cool, yeah. help, I don't charge anything currently. But I don't know when this is going out, so that might change soon. Mm. Oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, for Whenever. the time being, like, yeah, reach out. So people can just reach out to you, and you help them for free. Yeah. So oh, okay. um, right now I'm doing sessions completely for free. How can they reach out to you? Uh, you can drop me an email. I think that would be probably yeah. the easiest. That's Devel with two extra e's at gmail I think I'll probably like send it to you guys so yeah. you can spell it out. Always. Descriptor. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having me again.